and welcome to this podcast. I'm Laura Horton. And I'm Michael Bentley. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. So this podcast is the last podcast of season three, which is pretty unreal, actually, isn't it, Michael? That yeah, so that's really exciting. But what we wanted to do today is actually do something different because there's something really prevalent in the media at the moment, which I feel, although it's come out of something very negative, is actually very positive. And it's something that Michael and I have really not stopped talking about um, in various different ways. And we wanted to end the season by talking about being kind, didn't we, Michael? We certainly did. Yeah, we really did. And I think the reason why we wanted to do this particular podcast especially to end season three as well, is that it is something that we're both very passionate about anyway. Um, Mm. But also we have this opportunity, the both of us, to be in a position where actually we can raise awareness with the job that we do. Um, And that's why we thought it'd be a really good idea for us to give some useful um, hints and tips of things that you can do to be kind. Absolutely. Uh, kind to others and um, kind to yourself as well, which is very, very important. So those of you who follow on Instagram will know that I like to post quotes as well. And obviously over the last couple of weeks, I've posted more and more quotes all about your impact of kindness, being kind, thinking of others and you know all along that theme. And again, really, I just thought... Some people might think it's very easy to post a quote and that it's just a nice way to make Instagram your profile look pretty. But actually, I do spend a lot of time looking for a quote, reading it, thinking about it before I post it. So I guess on the podcast, I really want this today as well to be the voice behind the posts to show that it it is real and it is genuine. I think that was was really important because it is all too easy for some to post a quote they all generally come from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, I've looked back through Instagram. One of the first few quotes that I ever posted, which was in 2018, was kindness is free. Sprinkle it everywhere. You know, kindness is so important to me and it always has been because I only surround myself with kind people. It's actually a really hard path to go down. And then just in December, I think one of the posts was, if you can't be kind, be quiet. And that got a lot uh, of likes and DMs, that did. Um, Because it's so true, isn't it? If you can't be kind, please be quiet. No one wants to hear your negativity. No one wants to be put down. And it, it works in so many forms. But we also really wanted to talk about the workplace, the dental practice. And I feel as a workplace it's so different isn't it I think we all have friends family that don't work in dentistry and our world is so different to those who work in offices for example or you know those who work in trades dentistry is so different and I think one of the things about that particularly with dentists well all clinicians and and nurses is the proximity of how close you work together it's very unique isn't it what do you think Mike? Yeah, I would agree with that. And you you are very close to the people that you work with. And also, I think 
um, because it is medical as well, that there's a cross section of different people because there's so many different job roles within um, mm. our environment, isn't there? And yeah. um, it means that there's different personalities and there's different uh you know setups of people and there's different ratios and, and I think one of the things that I love about dentistry and I think I can say this as a gay man in dentistry as well um is our acceptance in dentistry is I feel is absolutely fantastic and you know I feel very proud to work in uh, an area a sector of dentistry where I think we are very, very good as an industry of being accepting of other people. And it doesn't matter what you are, what you do, um, you know, and uh, there is that acceptance. And I know we've talked about, haven't we, when I first lectured, that I was really concerned about being a a gay man as a lecturer. And would that be, you know, uh, an issue? And having had... Uh, mental health issues you know in the past um you know through my childhood and uh you know I'm not you know it's easy to see the person that you are today isn't it because sometimes people don't know how you've you know built yourself up do they do you know what I mean yeah and you know I have had difficult times and you know I have felt that um I didn't know where I was going and whether I wanted to be, you know, on this earth when I was a lot younger. And, you know, people outreached to me and were very, very kind. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons, you know, well, I'm definitely still here, thankfully. Um, and also, while well, I'm, you know, like yourself, really passionate about it. And I just think, you know, there are so many things that practices can do now. And, you know, some of it harks back, doesn't it, to fantastic HR procedures and making sure that, you know, we are not rushing the HR. You know, HR is not supposed to be negative. It's supposed to be very supportive of people within business. And I think one of the things we need to make sure that we do is we need to look after employed and self-employed. Um, mm in equal measure and I think sometimes in practices and this is not a criticism because I've been there myself is that sometimes we do a lot of work with the employed staff and we don't do a lot with the self-employed and I think well actually you know in our sector as well that there's an awful lot of self-employed people and actually we've got to make sure that everybody's looked after and you know one of the things that I took straight away one of the best things you ever trained me in and that we talk about it probably every single week is our one-to-one -one, um, structure, isn't it? Mm. You know, that we implement into practice all the time. And it's such a small thing, but it, it creates such a difference. And I suppose I've got a flip question for you. How did you come up with that one-to-one? -one? And, you know, how do you feel it supports practices? Because we know it definitely does. And it's three simple questions, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, Ash taught me so I don't know where he learned it from um but Ash taught me but the reason for it and this is where this is why you know I love working with you and we've worked together for so many years is the the one-to-one -one was to support me in a position of leadership and it does that without a doubt as a manager or a team leader to have a weekly one-to-one -one or bi-weekly one-to-one with your team depending upon the size 
does put you in that fantastic position of leadership and leadership is about listening being open and it's so important and without a doubt it works for that but then what we have perhaps evolved into is very much a welfare check haven't we do you know what i mean we've yeah. really yeah. changed that um, yeah, we have. it's it's so much more about welfare and that is on our horton consulting one-to-one -one form that we train managers on and team leaders on welfare that is the word on there isn't it yes and it um yeah it's just absolutely fabulous thing to do and it's so important so you know to do a one-to-one -one, we've spoke about it lots in in podcasts but how can you look after your staff well you need to do these so you need to decide who's doing who as well because if you've got a big team your practice manager can't do everyone you know the principal dentist they need to do the other dentists someone needs to do the hygienist the therapist the dental technicians you've got to work it out who's doing who who's doing the nurses who's doing the lead team members who's doing the practice managers one-to-one -one? because that's often overlooked yeah absolutely and i think it's really important to sort of say what the three questions are and the questions that i think are really important is how has the last week been for you and what yeah. do you need our help with and yes it can be work related but this is the opportunity for your team members to actually say do you know what i'm struggling yeah, yeah. going on outside that you know outside the practice that you might see that's having an impact on the practice, you might not, um, but actually I need to talk to you about it. And we'd always say to the managers, you know, if somebody's struggling, then you need to step up and you need to do more one-to-ones. Because the other effect is that people, and this is uh, again, you know, to be um, seen as a positive thing, you can't have people telling their life story to every single staff member either no. because that is very draining to the team and also they're not equipped to deal with it um, and therefore you know you do need the managers to be you know uh, working with every team member closely so that if a team member needs support then they can you know start to work with that person and, and go where you know travel to where they need to go next and i think that links in very nicely with something that i'm definitely seeing in practices which is making my heart sing which is that people in practice are training to be mental health first aid course uh, first aid coordinators yeah. and i just think this is absolutely fantastic and it's not necessarily the managers that are becoming these first aiders either. And I think, again, as managers, we've got to make sure that we're not overloading the managers with another job role to do. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, somebody that needs to be available. And I remember working for Sainsbury's specifically, and, you know, there was lots of first aiders in the practice, but they tended not to be the managers because they wouldn't be available. You know yeah. what I mean? There's people that would be on the floor and you'd be like, you know, call a first aider. And I think that's great. And I just think this is wonderful. And, you know, um, I think one of the charities that is doing this really well is called Mind. Uh, Mind stands for uh, for better mental health, um, and there's these one-day uh, courses, two-day course programs. Um, they're not a huge investment either. I think they'd be great for somebody's personal development, and it just gives um, somebody a level of understanding of how to help, you know, uh, team members, not just team members, but obviously people in your day-to-day -day life as well. But also, there's a connection then that if this mental first aider needs more support then it's available and they get a buddy and then they can ring up and they can get support because let's face it a mental health first aider is just that isn't it it's the first port of call and yeah. it's saying i need some help and then it 
you know, there's got to be a pathway. The other pathways, I think, you know, occupational health is definitely one. But I actually think, feel um, that these first aid courses, I know lots of practices are doing them now, um, are actually a really good thing to invest in, you I know. Do. Yeah, um, I and there's another one that we're aware of as well that I know we were talking about before we actually started the podcast that you love as well. Well, we were also, you know, there's so many practices now that have, and I just love this. And I think one practice that we've worked with, I mean, they did this years ago, so they're definitely well ahead in this, in providing a complimentary free hotline counselling service to staff and uh, everyone has the number and anyone can ring it at any time and it's just part of your employment and I think it's absolutely wonderful because I know we're talking here about things that are going on outside of work that might affect people but there are also things that happen in work mm -hmm. and I'd really like to take this opportunity to stress the importance of dealing with workplace bullying and that forms snidey comments little remarks it is not acceptable in 2020 to behave like that and to have these comments about your co-workers it is wrong and you have to deal with it and you have to make sure that the people at the brunt of this they might act like they're fine but we don't know what happens when they get home mm. We do not know that. So if you have someone in your practice, self-employed, employed, I don't care, and they are being, you know, snidey remarks, bullying forms, many different things, are sabotaging people's work, isn't there, to one extreme. But what we experience more of is these snidey little comments, these little remarks that people are making about someone. And I don't know where it comes from or why, why it happens, um, because we're all adults in practice. It's a bit, bit sad, really. I think the younger generations have really probably got a better grip on mental health than our generations and above. Yeah. Mm. Because of the media, I think you've got to be, you know, positive. And I think be also because of social media, you know, we didn't have social media when we were 20, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness for that. Hey. <laughs> Did you imagine? Um, so we didn't get to experience any of that. If there was negativity in my life as a 15-year-old, 20-year-old, it was when I was out socialising. It was, you know, so it was very much face-to-face -face insulting, insulting form. Do you know what I mean? So when people can hide behind keyboards and profiles, actually, it must be awful to be a young person. So I think younger people know more than our older generations do. And I would also say, I don't know what you think here, Mike, but when this is happening in practices, eight out of nine times, it's a maturer person. That is the bully. Yeah, definitely. But, but I think there is an understanding of, you know, some people don't even know that they're doing it. Yeah. You know, there's, it's been it, part it, of it, their life. Yeah, it's some ignorance. And I think, you know, one of the things that I would stress here is that, you know, things that you can do in practices is you can put cultures in. I, I'm a big fan mm -hmm. of cultures. Yeah. And I think they really help practices to understand a lot of things of how we're going to talk to each other in the day. Um, you know, what is acceptable in a team, what's acceptable topics, what's acceptable in terms of swearing, what's acceptable in terms of body language to one another. Um, mm -hmm. If we are, um, 
you know, wanting to say, oh, actually, I don't like the way that you said that to me, Laura. How can we have that conversation in practice? Yeah. And, you know, culture is a re- another really positive part of HR that is so overlooked in many practices. And, and I always say it is the little things that make a difference, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the small things that make somebody feel dreadful, unfortunately. And the problem with the small things is, is they build and they build and they build to a point where actually somebody does something you know physical maybe to themselves or hurtful mm-hmm. um you know to try and block out the pain that can be many things can't it you know i I've, i work in theater as well as you know laura and you know there's there's a lot of people that struggle with mental health in theater because actually you know if you're too fat if you're too thin, you know, if you haven't got the right coloured hair, if you can't jump in a certain direction, people, you know, you can be absolutely slaughtered. Okay. There's a lot of stuff in theatre that's going on to protect people. But mm. I've met a lot of, you know, men as well that are self-harming, you know, yeah. um, and people that are doing, you know, that are turning to drugs and to alcohol, um, you know, in all sorts of different directions. And it can manifest itself in, in many ways, can't it? Mm. Just going up to somebody, if somebody feels like they're not how they normally would be on a day, don't be frightened to say to somebody, I just feel that you're not okay today. Is, mm-hmm. is there anything that I can help you with? And just something like that, you know, yeah. even if you go, I can't help you, but you know, you should definitely go and see your practice manager today. Do you know what I mean? You should definitely, yeah. go, and see, you should definitely go and see Michael because you're not right today. Um, because people start to, uh, you know, to worry, but then also the rumor mill starts, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's thing that, you know, can escalate things quite quickly because, you know, we love a bit of gossip, don't we? I mean, I like a bit of gossip as well, you know, let's be honest about life. Um, but actually, you know, gossip can do a lot of damage yeah. very quickly. And we, one thing I do know about dental practice is rumor gate goes on really quickly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Laura, but I used to test staff and I used to drop in a lie and see how quickly it will go around the team because you start to know who's got, who are the gossipers. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. You know? And that's not me being unkind. It's just saying, look, you've got to realise because we work in a small proximity with each other that, you know, gossiping does happen. But actually, how, that, how does that affect people? Yeah. And equally, if two people aren't rubbing the right way for whatever reason, what I have found as a manager is actually you don't need to jump in too fast sometimes giving somebody a five pound note and going why don't you two go out for a little coffee have a little cake have a chat about how you're feeling normally speaking they come back arm in arm they've had a hug they've said they're sorry you know and life moves on mm. you don't yeah. always have to jump in and i think that goes back back to school ground stuff as well yeah. you know that actually, you know, one minute, oh, I don't like you anymore, Laura. And then the next minute, they're better friends. And they're, they're, but <laughs> somewhere between that, you know, parents can jump in very quickly and it's like, well, it's over. Yeah. Over before it started. Yeah. So it's also knowing when to do something as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Is it affecting others as well is important, isn't it? Yeah. 
And I think really, really find out how your team wants to, to be communicated by because there are different methods now. Mm. And I think one of the things that I do with uh, people that I know struggle with mental health, and I do have a number of friends that struggle with it, um, is I do what I call checking in as well. And it's literally just a message to go, how's your day going today thinking of you? Mm. Uh, and that can be enough to go, oh, it's so lovely that you're thinking about me today. And, you know, sometimes it, you know escalates into a bit more of a chat and sometimes it doesn't yeah but I think you know again you know we've got to start saying to people what is the most comfortable way of, of, of for me to communicate with you because I don't know how you felt in practice Laura but one of the things I found is younger people didn't open up fast with me you have to build it up and they don't tell you immediately how they feel it takes time you know, especially when somebody's like 17, 18 and you're, yeah. you know, approaching late 30s, early 40s. Do you know what I mean? As manager, yeah. because if I gets bigger as well. So maybe going, do you want to message me how you're feeling? Would that make life easier? Because they are used, you know, younger people are yeah. used to text. Yeah, absolutely. You know? so you've got to think about different ways of, of, yeah. of doing communication. Um, you know, and, and it's right. And one of the things that, you know, I'm very proud to be doing this year, and I've only just told you about it, is that I'm doing a full Monty um, in September. I can't believe I'm doing this. Instagram I really in my comfort zone. I feel like I should do cycling or running instead, which would be so much easier. Um, but uh, not to take away cycling and running, just to say, I don't want to offend anybody on the podcast. <laughs> You're done offending me here. <laughs> yeah, um, but the the thing about that is, is you know, I've started to really uh, support a group um, which is Movember charity, which supports uh, male awareness, um, you know, of mental health and also mental health uh, illnesses as well. And you know, I think for both you and I this year, we have really talked about, haven't we? Of you know, where we can, we are going to raise the profile of mental health. So we're not. We're not drumming a, 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 a you know a, a drum. What we are doing is saying, look, we've both got an opportunity to uh, support and raise awareness with the role that we do, and where we can, we'll definitely do that. Yeah, definitely. So let's like clarify what can you do in practice. So we said about you know the counselling services, mental health first aid courses are fantastic, but you know there's so many other things you can do as well now I really love a morning huddle because to have the whole team together first thing in the morning you can quite quickly pick up on someone that's not right because that you know they're there with everyone and that's used to be really helpful for me to be able to go um you know once the meeting is finished oh you know Sarah could I just uh, grab you for a moment and go off to the side room and say are you okay can I help you today because you can pick up on these things. The culture policies, we used to have um, the Paddy Lund courtesy system, you know, the crazy Australian uh, dentist. And it was, it was just fantastic to encourage openness in communication as team members, if you'd upset each other and to apologize to each other. It was amazing. More things we need to talk about are back to work interviews, the importance yeah. of those they have to take place the moment the person comes back to work not an hour later two hours later so if you've got people on shifts on flexible working you need to have other people trained to do these back to works don't you because you can't go well the practice manager's not in till 12 today because she's doing a late the moment that person walks back through they have to have their back to work interview 
you've got that 100 agree with you and also making sure that person is able to do the job role yes. yeah that they're yeah. expected to do and that's the most important thing people think you know i've had an absence and you know they come back to work and you're there but are you there can you do the role that you're expected to do because let's face it you know dentistry is high pressure work isn't it yeah. you've got to concentrate yeah. on what you're doing yeah you know what? i'm happy so, to share i'm happy to share something right now i just thought of it like oh my gosh when i was trained on back to work interviews great i was trained on them so let's go back 15 plus years right <laughs> i had to then right this is what i was trained to do why were you off is everything recovered now are you all right and then the final thing i had to do was tell the team member that how much they'd let the team down by being off isn't that awful yeah isn't that awful now that training did not come from the uk i can tell you that much um but isn't that an awful thing are you are you okay you're feeling better and then to say do you know you've really let everyone down we all really struggled yesterday how awful is that but you know we are going back way in time it didn't come from the uk that training and um you know mental health wasn't really in the picture then so much but isn't that awful that that's what companies were training yeah i think you know management yeah and and it is a tricky situation i think you know managers need to be equipped to deal with it because you're dealing with a lot of different things aren't you Mm. you're dealing with possible mental health you're dealing with you know an illness you're dealing with maybe something that a health concern that is going to have an impact for uh, maybe a portion of time or a long time yeah and then you've got the fourth thing which is what people are really trying to manage as well which is the people that are having a duvet day yes (laughs) you know there's you know there's a you know plethora arc here of you know trying to do the right thing um and it will have an impact on the team there's no doubt about that when you know when somebody's not where they're supposed to be on that day it has an impact on everybody else but i think we've got to be openly talking about as well that if somebody has got um, a medical condition or there's something that they're going through we need to decide how to manage that as well yeah. in the team environment and how we're going to communicate that to different people. I remember one of my team members, um, you know, had, had got alopecia. Mm. I mean, what a difficult um, condition to have and something I can't relate with. You know, I mean, you know, my whole rest of the team pretty much had long hair and, and all the rest of it. And, you know, it can't be solved straight away, but it wasn't just the impact within the team. It was also the patients yeah, and how they sometimes need to be educated. What we also forget is that patients can affect how we feel. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I've been, you know, I've worked with all different, you know, uh, types of people. There was one patient that was so derogatory to me. I remember it. Um, and, and she was really, really, and, and, you know, and about me being a gay man, she definitely had an issue with it. And every time she came in, I, um, you know, in fact, you know, I can say because she doesn't work in dentistry longer, you know, my, one of my wonderful uh, reception leaders stated to you, say, this patient's coming in today, I would make yourself scarce because, you know, she makes you feel unhappy. And I went, oh, thanks for that. Um, but, you know, but um, one, of, uh, one of my, uh, one of these other patients came in and called my receptionist a bu- some wench i mean seriously yeah. and i had to you know take him to one side and go that is unacceptable 
you know, communication. So it's not just about the team, is it? It's also no, about patients, not just going because they pay us money, yeah, or because they're an NHS patient and they 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 are able to be supplied with, you know, and have UVA treatment. Doesn't mean to say that they cannot be managed as people. No. Uh, and this has happened to me with, you know, people's colour of skin as well. Um, and I mean, one patient was so rude to one of my hygienists um, that, you know, when your mouth hits the floor and I was like, I cannot believe. And I think it was in like 2017, you can say that. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And I had to, you know, to deal with that situation as well. But that goes with, um, you know, sexual chats as well. I mean, how many hygienists have... Um, patients that are inappropriate with them mm, you know, I know. It's, it's going on isn't it yeah. you know, we need to start talking about it because it's happening you yeah, know definitely. we're not we're not lying here are we we're trying to help you know practices understand what's what's actually going on and we're I'm not being a killjoy here you know I'm one of the people that love to have fun you know and you know really really positive we both are aren't we but we have to walk um you know a fine line yeah absolutely Right, two more things we just want to, I just want to confirm and then uh, before we finish the, the podcast, medical histories, all of your team members should have medical histories completed, you need to check that, you need to look at them, are they adequate, are they giving you what they need, uh, it's really, really important that team members have filled them in and also I think what you need to review is, do your team members understand the importance of filling those documents in correctly? Because yeah. there are situations where they're essentially, we've used the language um, recently this year, haven't we? Falsified yeah. documents. So it's very important that you don't just fling a form in someone's face. So you need to fill this in. It's understanding why you have that form filled in, the importance of it. And the importance of it being truthful and correct because it I is about right. and I think the frequency of those is really important as well so yeah. every back to work interview should be updating the medical history just to confirm is there any changes just like you would with a patient yeah. and um, if a, if a, if a um, staff member hasn't been unwell for a year and there's a number of those that that, that, that do that that you have a um, an audit where you actually make sure that you go through your HR files which you should be doing anyway and you go oh actually Laura you do need an updated medical history because great news you haven't been uh, unwell but I just want to confirm that everything is the same yeah that's good practice yeah definitely and what was I, your last tip I'm excited to hear yeah, it really it's about being kind to yourself and really taking a look now at particularly you know in social media who is on your feed who what are you surrounding yourself with and it's important to you know block out and unfollow and unfriend as much negativity as you can in life because when you do have a bad day that's the last thing you then need to see on top of that and I really can't stand people that uh, you do marketing via scaremongering with statistics and putting people down I can't stand negative posts whinging posts I know it's all about freedom of speech but I can tell you now the amount of people I have unfriended this year on Facebook I've never unfriended like it I'm in an unfriending, what's the word? Can't think of the word. I'm I, Anything I see that I don't like, that doesn't sit with me, that doesn't represent me and what I stand for, unfriend, you're gone. Because I don't want to see it. Yeah, I really don't want to see it. So why should I see it? I have the choice not to see it. 
so I'm not seeing it anymore. And I think that's important in life that we only surround ourselves with kind people. And there's a distinct difference between nice and kind. And to me, if I see, so the other day I went to this restaurant, nothing glam, just bills. <laughs> and the waitress had lipstick on her teeth. And I told her, because you know what? One, I'd want to know. But my husband said, that was so kind of you. That's the word he used. Not nice, kind. And I thought, yeah, that is a definition of kind, isn't it? Yeah? There's a yeah, difference, isn't there? To say something to support someone, yes, it was embarrassing, you know, for both of us. Yeah, she was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I've just made her feel really awkward. But I'd want to know. And, and she said to me on the way out, thank you so much for telling me. And we've got to be kind to ourselves as well as being kind to others. Yeah, we do. And we need to make sure that, you know, we're actually looking after our own mental health as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, perhaps we'll take this forward. And, you know, please tell us if you've enjoyed today's podcast, you enjoyed listening to it. Um, and we'll definitely try and put, you know, more in. I feel like we just opened, you know, a little bit of a door today, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, by doing it. And I think the other thing I want to say is you can never like everybody in life. No, it just can't. We are we align ourselves to people that we go. Do you know what? I like what you stand for. I enjoy your company, and therefore that's why I'm with you. But when we're at work, what we have to do is go. You know, I wouldn't be friends with you outside of work, but we need to go. I will work alongside you in a professional way. Yeah, um, that's in our it's our, in our mutual interest. You know, to do so, and I'm going to make our atmosphere pleasant while we do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to go out for a meal or things like that afterwards and be forced to be bumping along with each other because that's not true to life either. But it yeah. is about going, I can be professional with you and I can create a nice atmosphere so that we can enjoy working alongside each other. But it is a work relationship. And I yeah. think that's fine as well. You don't have to be best friends with every nurse that works in the practice. It's just not going to happen. No, no. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about being, you know, honest as well, isn't it? Um, and I, I feel that that is uh, that that's really important. Yeah. Okay, guys. So wow, what a podcast! What, what a way podcast. to end series three. So thanks for hanging out with us. We have really enjoyed this last season, and we'll be back uh, for season four with some really interesting guests that we've invited on, um, and of course the format will follow. Um, send us in your questions we'll answer and support you when are we going to be back we're going to be back in may 2020 um so if you haven't already do subscribe so you can get notifications and uh thank you for hanging out with us yes thank you for hanging around to us be kind be kind Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe so you can be notified of our next episode.